0: What is happening, guys? Steve Maeda here with the Daily Awesome Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is a podcast about alcoholism and addiction, and it's something that we've been talking about actually for years and years and years, ever since we've had our podcast and our different coaching programs, because it's been a huge part of my life. So what we want to actually talk about today are some of the characteristics of addiction, some of the things we hear on different TED Talks, YouTube videos, which probably shouldn't be listened to, and what you need to do if you're having a problem with alcohol or drug abuse substance abuse those things or a loved one is what actions you can take right now and what you really need to take so this is a part of our podcast man daily awesome podcast that recorded live on our calls this is recorded on August 31st it's 12 15 a.m. and we have a men's group that's international where we meet up online every Wednesday every Thursday every Saturday every Sunday and it's really an awesome thing. If you want to be a part of that, if you want to be a part of that sort of excellence, whether you have a drug problem, dating problem, health problem, something doing having to do with being your best self as a man, check out our free stuff link down below. Man, it'll set you up with all the different stuff we have, our podcasts, our, our different free groups, our paid groups like AMD Plus and MD Excellence, which is where this call is being recorded. And uh, man, it's just a good thing. So let's get into this. Drug addiction alcoholism. We hear a lot of information on it. And just to to say, I've had a problem with substance abuse all of my life, ever since I was 14 years old. I went to actually my first 12-step meeting when I was 14. And uh, man, I've had a lot of stuff in between. (laughs) So I've been clean for a little bit. It's not about the time. It's not about any of that sort of stuff. But when I was 30 years old, that's when I threw in the hat. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll stay clean for as long as I need to. But the idea about alcoholism and addiction is that it's advertised so much so much about with fear and emergency, or it's advertised as this like, oh, we just need to connect more in society. Now, the complexity is much greater than that. So we hear these TED Talks, and surely if you're researching like, oh my God, my son is on heroin, what do I do? And that was one of my drug of choices that I did, and man, like, there's a lot I could say about it, but, uh, and all sorts of other stuff too. But we hear stuff like, oh, you just need to hug an addict or you just need to give an addict more love. Or we hear about Rat Park or we hear about the, the heroin addicts who were in Vietnam who came off and didn't have any symptoms of withdrawal. And we hear all this stuff to minimize drugs which is partially true, but it's not the full story. And then we hear this other side where it's an emergency that there's desperation that you have to do something and that you don't and intervention and so on and blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the thing. Addiction is something which is fairly new. It hasn't existed in, you know mankind for all of our lives yet at the same time there's these genetic predispositions which come to it and that's also true so here's the thing when our society gets more complex more densely packed a lot more hierarchy and ranking and a whole bunch of different theories that go into this all of which people are still bouncing around but I think there's good work being done in addiction goes up so the greater and older our society gets the more complex it gets more people suffer from the disease of addiction now what's interesting is in some people will argue that it's not a disease and i'm fine with that too i just want people who are having drug problems to be able to quit and stop find a new way of life and no longer find the need to use if that's what you want but the thing is is that in this there's a very very complex story okay so drugs are something that if we do them we could build a physical and chemical dependence on so if we drink alcohol and It affects our body in certain ways. We could get physically addicted to it. Now, you have to drink a lot of alcohol for a long time, but alcohol is literally one of the most dangerous uh, drugs, substances you could use, that if your body gets physically addicted to it, it can be death to come off of it. Now, if you continue to do cocaine, your body will build a physical dependency on it, but that also takes time. It's definitely quicker than alcohol, it's definitely quicker than a lot of other drugs, but it will take some time for your body, the cells in your body, your physiology, to actually need it. Heroin, the same thing. These all will affect you in their big deals. They're not something that you need to run from and fear and all these different things. In fact, the stats are, and it depends on the different drug, 20 to 10% of people who've drank alcohol, done cocaine, done crystal methamphetamines, done heroin, are the only ones that get addicted to it, that move into what we call addiction. That would mean that they drop out of society, they build a physical habit, they have behavioral problems, uh, their, their life becomes uh, an obsessive and compulsive display of what it means to be an addict. We can go into all sorts of horror stories of that, and I'm sure you've heard them, and I could tell you my own, and uh, other people I know, and so on. But they get very real, and it's it's a very serious thing when it moves to that. But the fact of the matter is, there's about 80 to 90% of people that don't get physically addicted or don't get addicted, I'm sorry, to those things. So then we talk about this other form of addiction, all right? So we hear this a lot. The first time people do cocaine, they're hooked. The first time people do heroin, they're hooked. And that could happen. In fact, for myself, I could relate to that sort of feeling. So that being said, Cocaine really wasn't my drug, but doing things like opiates or heroin or even drinking alcohol was a huge thing for me. Immediately, I felt good. Now, I felt good. I wasn't necessarily physically addicted to it. If I stopped doing it, I could stop doing it, but emotionally and mentally, I wanted to continue to do it. Why? Because it relieved pressure, relieved stress. It made me feel in a way that I couldn't feel before. And man, it offered me an answer to answers that I couldn't figure out. Now, at the time, I didn't realize this. I just kept doing it. I kept doing it. I built up a lifestyle that then supported this. So that means my friends, the things I did, the habits I did, how much I wanted to drink, how much I wanted to use, then caused me to steal, then caused me to drop out of society, to not have jobs, or to have different jobs, or to live in squalor, or to live like an animal all the way to the point where I'm homeless and living in the smallest room of whatever dwelling I'm in, hiding, paranoid out of my mind, and then just wanting more hoarding, counting my supply. And that's one of the, the sad stories of what you get with different addicts. But it it's not a great life, man. And, and at first you might kind of like it, but it gets so desperate that it makes you need to stop. So that all being said, your lifestyle, your, your mental capacity, your emotional need to continue to using it, of course you don't see it as that at the time, is what usually leads people to a physical dependency on the drug. So in order to then to need to detox off of heroin or go through withdrawals off of heroin or different opioids or alcohol, didn't happen overnight. That happened because of the lifestyle that I had built around it. So here's the thing, why does this start? Why is it that when our society gets more complex, more demand on it, that we, move up in this phenomenon we call addiction. Well, there's a lot of different theories about this. There's a lot of different takes on it. There's a lot of different takes on the information that we get by saying like, oh man, you know, we, uh, uh, what is it like th- these these Vietnam vets who did heroin all the time, didn't have withdrawal symptoms. They didn't have, uh, uh, they didn't get addicted to it. Most likely they did have a symptoms, but withdrawals, it's kind of like having the flu, but worse because you know, if you could just get another hit, you'll kill that, right? It's, it's very easy to get caught in that trap. It's not as simple as just uh, having the flu, but a lot of guys, if they have that time where they just can't access the drug for two or three days or, you know, really more like seven days, they will naturally withdraw on it and so on and yada, 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 but the deal is, is that, man, what makes you an addict mostly has to do with you experiencing trauma as a child you experiencing left out or alienation, stuff that you can't connect with and stuff that you wouldn't connect the dots with. But that feeling of when I put the first drug in my body as many people talk about, but not all, is they feel, oh my God, this is the best feeling in the world. The only reason why I could dedicate my life to, and to shape my lifestyle about that best feeling in the world is that if I was so void of that feeling or perhaps had so much pain that when that feeling happened, now this is emotional or mental pain or confusion, in my life when that feeling happened man it redefined me so that being said this again adds a more complex piece to the puzzle addiction and what makes you an addict has to do with a mental and emotional problem a mental and emotional and behavioral problem is not going to be solved overnight it's going to be solved over a long long period of time, so that's many years. In fact, for myself, being in recovery since I was the age of 14 all the way to 39 now, man, that's a lot of time of me working through different issues, focusing on them in different angles and lights and all sorts of different ways that really, really uh, allowed me to then Overcome those things, change my brain, change who I was, change my body, change the way I thought about things, and reprocess things or process things in different ways. Now there's still definitely many addictive qualities about me that I still have, but I'm at peace with so much of that. It does not affect my life like it used to. However, what did I need in the beginning? When I was 17 years old, I overdosed on a combination of heroin, uh, Vicodin, Valium, and some barbiturates. In fact, I was all for dying. I wanted to die, but many times as I relapsed after that and went into the future, I, man, I, I, every, I would go to sleep thinking I wouldn't wake up. That would be a relief for me, man, because I wouldn't have to deal with being dope sick. I wouldn't have to deal with being hungover. And I would be, that <laughs> would be done, man. You know, zero responsibility for all the shit I had fucked up in my life. But when I was 17, I had OD'd. I wasn't physically dependent upon any of those drugs. I wasn't in a place where I needed to withdraw, but I was already using drugs at a high level, at a very consistent level, to where I was mentally and emotionally inactive addiction. Like I said, I went to my first 12-step meeting when I was 14 years old. So from 14 to 17, there was a lot of shit I did in between there. But I wasn't yet physically addicted to any of the drugs, but what I needed was a physical separation from those drugs. I went to rehab, it was a 30-day rehab. It introduced me to some recovery programs, introduced me to group therapy. It was the first time in my life that I ever felt that it was a good experience with therapy because therapy, like everybody has horror stories about that, however, now with the internet and different accountability, different information out there, things like Yelp, it might be easier for you to find a good therapist, but man, it was such a relief to actually work with somebody who knew what was up, man. Amazing guy, actually amazing team. It wasn't just him. So that was a great experience. I learned that recovery could be possible. It was key, but that physical separation was so important. So if you're going through some sort of drug problem, if you're addicted to something, uh, whether it's alcohol, whatever it is, that is what I always recommend is first and foremost, one, call somebody. You can look me up, you can email me, we can set up something. If you're having problems with addiction, just let me know. Usually I'll I'll make time for that call whenever it is. It's a big thing in my life. the the other thing that I would say is that get in with a group of people that you can find some accountability with. That might be attending a 12-step group, which isn't really designed around ac- accountability, but it is designed around people who know who you are, know your face, you get some numbers and you call some people. But what is so key, and this was one thing that was so important to me that a buddy of mine had said, uh, this was actually just a couple of years ago, but he said, man, Steve, if I ever relapse and I can't string together 30 days, going to rehab he made that commitment to himself and i remember he actually did relapse sadly and what happened was is he just could not string together 30 days and he was in a bad headspace he wasn't thinking all well but he remembered that commitment to himself and he checked himself into a rehab that could be a very important thing that physical separation to get yourself some time to detox to get yourself some some time to calm down from the lifestyle is key i think that is so fundamentally important that is huge man get some space in between you and the drug I would say 30 days is too short that, you know, When I was 17, that's what it was. When I later got clean, when I was 30, I actually did not go to a rehab, but I had to force myself to be around different people who were clean, going to a lot of meetings at that time, and to, to constantly have a network around me where I would not get into that sort of lifestyle, and force myself to quit. It was, it was a very tough time, and actually I'd say it would be harder when I was 30 than when I, when I was 17, most definitely. But I had to force myself to be in situations where I would not be around that. Now, here's the thing. Then you need some time and some knowledge to know that the behavioral side of addiction is going to take time. There's so many different ways to do this and there's so many different arguments about it. Here's the thing, man. The therapy community, the 12-step recovery community, the psychological community, the neuroscience community, All you people should be talking. You all have solutions and different answers of how to deal with this. Man, one is not right, one is not wrong. It doesn't work that way. It's that all you people have pieces of the puzzle. In fact, what I would say is there's so much uh, criticism towards different 12-step stuff, mainly because you can't sell it. It's not a big money maker. They cut money out of the equation, which is kind of a cool deal to it. But then people get all pissed off about the God stuff, which we could have a whole nother video on that. But the thing is, is that when it comes down to it, man, there's a lot of experience. There's a lot of people who have made great progress through different 12-step communities. There's a lot of people that have failed. There's a lot of people that have stayed clean and not changed their lives or gotten worse in other ways. But there are a ton of people. It's a huge community. There's a lot of history there, and it probably has the most amount of history of people who have beat drugs. So there's a lot of great wisdom there neuroscience is coming up with some really really cool stuff man it's amazing and seeing how we see the brain work how we see different things get sorted out man that's awesome but how can you how can you process that can you go through a counselor or therapist who can hold your hand through that because that is really what you would need that emotional behavioral time or that emotional behavioral sort of healing takes a long time That might be six months, but more likely it's gonna be two years, three years of you working at it. And here's the thing, you might say that sounds horrible and bleak and really boring, it's not. Man, it's amazing. Being a a drug addict in recovery is one of my most proud things in my life. But one thing I will also say about it is that I've literally had the most fun in my life during those times. I was able to travel around the world. I was able to build a business. I was able to have all sorts of different things that, that a lot of guys would wish for. And I did it all without the consumption of any drugs or alcohol. And it was just a cool, cool thing. But... It allowed me the time or I allowed myself the time to be able to do it you really don't have an option to force that change nothing's gonna be a quick fix with it there might be things that you can hurdle and jump to but the recovery process is something that should be seen as a way of life anything that you value is gonna take time to learn and to relearn values of love empathy self-love caring sharing with people man only life can show you those things and it shows you kind of slow. Look, if you guys have any questions about this, or you have a loved one who has has been struggling with addiction anyway, hit me up. You can leave a comment in this video. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher, you can email me. Uh, you can click the free stuff link down below. There's ways to contact me through that. But please definitely do it because there's an answer for you. There's a lot of wisdom. And there's never just one way to do it. There's many ways to get clean and lose the desire man, stop using, actually go stop using, lose the desire and find a new way of life. And so if you want that or you're looking for that, know somebody who wants it, man, hit me up and let's get started on that awesome path of recovery. All right, we'll talk soon. See you guys later. You guys have a good day.